If you manage a company page on LinkedIn, there is now a tool where you can invite connections to follow. So if you have a, a target audience or a certain prospect or company that you want to try to target, go and connect with a hundred people from that company and then go to your, and then they're going to connect back, go to your company page and invite all of those people to like your company page. So they're seeing your name, they're seeing your company name, and then hopefully if you're posting, they're seeing content coming from you as well. Welcome, welcome to the Micro Influencer Podcast. On the podcast today, I speak with Courtney Johnson, and we're going to be covering content-deficient platforms like LinkedIn and TikTok, and how you can grow realistically on these platforms. Make sure to stick around till the end and get Courtney's number one piece of advice based on her experience for you. Without further ado, let's start learning with Courtney. On the podcast today, I have Courtney Johnson, who is a fellow Austinite. I'm more of a passerby, but Courtney, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Excited to to chat with you, Blake. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Courtney is super active on LinkedIn, so that's where I've originally met with her and and decided to do this podcast episode. And it's going to be really helpful because if you go onto her feed, you will see all kinds of cool content, really great actionable ideas. It's not fluffy like a lot of other people's stuff which I thoroughly enjoy. You, you get a lot of meat in, in the posts and a lot of specifics. So that's great. And hopefully I'm going to extract that for the audience today. And we'll be talking about LinkedIn and then also TikTok a little bit. The theme really is content deficient platforms. So platforms where there are more consumers than creators. And so we'll dive into that. But first, I like to get context on you so that we know kind of where, what your background is and who we're dealing with. So if you wouldn't mind just taking us through a brief history of your career so far. Love it. Well, I'm Courtney, as you all know. I actually started my career in sports marketing, worked for a lot of teams over in Dallas, then went to a few agencies, started getting hired on to build out agencies and companies, social media departments, you know, make them profitable, create service mm-hmm. lines around them. And then I was hired on at Scaled about a year ago to create the digital presence department, which is kind of the bridge between digital marketing and sales through digital. So we do a lot on LinkedIn. We're you know building out sales teams, LinkedIn and personal brands. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been a wild ride so far working in, in social media is pretty crazy, but I absolutely love it. And then for for even further context, if you could just give us an idea of what you would consider your professional superpower is. My professional superpower is definitely connection and audience building on social. So I think a lot of people, a lot of uh, agencies, brands focus so much on the content where they forget about the audience. You can have the best content in the world, but if the right audience isn't seeing it, and it's not formatted in a way for that specific platform that's going to resonate with that audience, it's a waste of time. So I really try to focus on that audience and engagement element of social media. Well, I think that's going to fit in really well because the audience here, we got a bunch of listeners that are side hustlers and a lot of people getting started out, not necessarily well on their way in their journey. So this is going to be helpful to give us ideas as to how to get going and how to start engaging properly. So let, let's just start there. Like specifically with TikTok right now, it's so unknown for a lot of people, it's businesses, like 
side hustlers, everybody, nobody knows what to do on TikTok except for Gen Z people. So like for the rest of us, where should we actually start with TikTok? Yeah. So first place to start is just people. Like brands are trying to just copy what they're doing on other platforms and put that on TikTok, but it's really about the people. So if you work for you know, some sort of whether it's a fun, like a fun, easy brand, like a B2C brand, or a little bit more difficult to B2B brand, you need to pick people out that can be the representatives and be on TikTok, instead of just, you know, random things about your brand, you really Mm -hmm. got to give value. But the easiest way to start is to copy what others are doing. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, a 13 year old from like Michigan is getting more views on their TikTok than the Wall Street Journal with a content team of 200 that carefully curates and plans their content on TikTok. It's not because that 13-year-old is more talented or knows more about marketing. They just inherently get it. So copy what other people are doing. Like, Look at the trends. Look at the the music that's trending, the styles um, that are trending, and try to emulate that, but emulate that with people. But before we get into even more specifics about that, I want to take a step back and get foundational here because yeah. I know that one of the things that I've noticed that you're really good at is pinpointing the right audience. Mm-hmm. You seem to have really dialed into that, especially on LinkedIn where I follow you the most. So how can other people pinpoint their right audience? Like what was the process that you took to get to the right people and stay on track with them? Mm-hmm. This depends on how segmented your audience is and how many audiences you have. So with LinkedIn, it's as easy as, you know, identifying who your audience is, going in and adding them every single day, connecting with them. TikTok, it's more of following them every day and engaging with their content. But how do you know what your audience is? I mean, you should already know that if you don't know what your audience is and you have a product, that's a problem. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Like the, for, a, for a brand specifically, you should already have that well thought out. But then on the other side, if you're just an individual side hustler trying to do a side project, like you're building an e-commerce store and it's really small, you have zero sales so far. How do you actually come up with it at that point if you're totally starting from scratch? Yeah, my advice is just start somewhere. So I actually have an e-commerce, pl- <laughs> I have an e-commerce product myself. And what was interesting about it is, so I I have my side hustle, it's yoga mats. And what what was interesting Mm. about it is we thought this would be, you know, very much focused to like the hardcore yogis that go every day. And what we saw in the analytics uh, of both our website and social is this was transitioning to a lot of casual Pilates users, which isn't what we expected. (laughs) So go in one direction, pick a place to start, but then look at the back end, look at the analytics and use that to be able to flex where you can. Constantly be testing out new audiences too, based on user data. So we've got some user generated content of people using these yoga mats for things that we didn't even realize, like putting like a rug in front of your sink, or they're using it for weight training and all of this other stuff. So be able to flex and grow with your audience because if you're so rigid with who they are and it has to be this person and people don't fit in that box, that can be problematic. I totally agree with that. I think one of the most underrated skills in marketing and business in general is just being adaptable. Not necessarily your inherent intelligence, but just your ability to continually learn, be humble enough to take hits and then get back up and then actually adapt based on what you've seen. 
absolutely. And this, that's one thing that makes, you know, individuals or side hustlers so much more in demand right now than these big agencies or big brands because their process, they're, they're being paralyzed by process where their process mm-hmm. is so stuck in place and they have to follow the process, which process is important. But if your process is still, you know, we're only posting on Facebook three times a week because we haven't changed it since 2012. That's a problem to where, you know, smaller shops or smaller like freelancers, stuff like that, they can constantly flex. They can get on TikTok. They can get on LinkedIn. They can pivot to the personal brand side of things. And it's a lot more adaptable. So if you can be adaptable and bring that adaptability into your strategy, you're going to be way ahead of, of everyone else. This feeds right into that then, because one of the things that you talk about that directly correlates to adaptability is looking out for currently underutilized native features. So meaning like on LinkedIn, if LinkedIn Live becomes available to everybody, LinkedIn is going to push that on everyone that they possibly can, because as of then, it's underutilized. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, starting with TikTok, what are some of the underutilized current native features there that people can take advantage of? Yeah, filters is a big one filters, adding text on your video, and then capitalizing on trending hashtags in songs. So if, if TikTok is trying to push something or promote something, they're going to give that more views. So if you're scrolling through TikTok, you're going to see a lot of random hashtags on people's videos. Like again, that 13 year old from wherever, he's going to have a hashtag of like, hashtag found on Amazon. But his video is a video of him and his friends like, doing something funny, playing basketball. You're probably mm-hmm. wondering why that is. Well, taking advantage of those hashtags that you know TikTok is trying to promote is going to push your content up. Now, I know that that's not relevant to your actual post. So people may say like, oh, I don't know if I want to put that on there, etc." But it's not about doing every single element. But if you can include at least some of the elements of new features, you'll be you'll be in a better place. And engagement is another one of those too. So TikTok recently, you can now respond to other people's comments and kind of have a dialogue in the comments. Mm. So doing that's another thing that's going to really push up your content and show TikTok that you're an active user. Yeah, I don't think that a lot of people realize that TikTok's been number one on the app store for like six months. So it's not going away either. So it's a good time to, to start using these underutilized native features because eventually they're going to become commonplace and then the organic reach will down the road decline. So now, now is a good time. If you're listening to this, start implementing these things that she's saying right now, because that's where you're going to see the most out of this. Exactly. Like you need to get on these platforms before they, before they get a few years in because Mm -hmm. how platforms start is they start out, any social media platform that's new will start out favoring organic posts. They'll start out favoring small creators. They want you to get on the platform. And then as time goes on, it becomes more and more and more ads heavy and you have to pay to play. It's not easy to get organic. So if you can start early on those platforms, you're going to be light years ahead of everyone else. Yeah. And and I think of it this way. If I'm starting some kind of forum website like Indie Hackers or something like that, if I started my own thing and I was starting from scratch, if I had one person on there that was constantly posting for me, just doing that without me prompting them, I would promote the heck out of them all the time. And I would try to get as many people to engage with that as possible because they're giving me free stuff. And so these, these 
platforms like TikTok or a, a few years ago, Snapchat, Instagram, anytime they see people that are willing to give free content and of their time all the time, they're going to push that. And now that's the stage that TikTok's in. Now, moving on to like LinkedIn, they're a little bit more mature. So a lot of people have already started seeing organic reach decreasing, but it's still a pretty good time to, to jump in. Would you agree with that? It's still a good time. I believe there are, let's see, 800 million monthly active users. Now that's a lot and that's going to continue to grow, but it's still, we're still like a year or two into TikTok. Yes, I know it was musically and they changed it, whatever, whatever, but we're not at a place yet where ads have taken over, where if you scroll through your Facebook feed, it's ads after ads after ads. But another thing regarding audience on TikTok is a lot of people think, you know, this is too young. This isn't my audience. My audience may be older. Well, typically early adopters on new platforms tend to be younger people. And the older audiences are coming on. So millennials are now on TikTok and the the average age is just going to get older and older. I mean, there's a reason why in, you know, 2013, Facebook was all college students and now it's your great aunt Sally because (laughs) that's how platforms tend to trend. They go younger to older. Yeah, no, for sure. Instagram was the same way. Like in 2012, it was only 20 year olds and below and now everybody uses Instagram to keep track of their families and everything. That's, that's what everybody likes. So that, that'll definitely change with, with TikTok. And it, it is going to be weird to see people like my dad doing music videos on TikTok in 10 years, but I guess that's, that's where we're going. I mean, there's, there's already some, some fun dads on TikTok that I see. <laughs> <laughs> what about for, for LinkedIn? Let's talk underutilized native features there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one really good one is slides. So if you upload um, photos as PDFs, they kind of turn into this like PDF slide format. That's really cool to see. Mm. That's a good one to start with. LinkedIn Live is a good one. You have to apply to be on it. But if you can get it, that sends a notification to all of your followers, whether you have a 1000 followers or 30,000 followers, everyone is going to get something in their inbox or on their phone that you're live, which is huge, huge opportunity. Yeah, I mean, and that, again, that's like a beta feature still that they haven't rolled out to everybody, but but huge opportunity. But for the slides, anybody can do that. And I've, I've loved doing that. I've started uploading some slides and I see really good reach from those compared to videos. Like a year ago, videos were killing it. And that was what people were posting and getting tons and tons of views. And it seems that those are going down a little bit right now. But then these new features like slides... And even even live still is it's crazy how much they're getting. You're getting this for free, essentially. Yeah, there's also two new features that LinkedIn just released. So one is an updated featured section. So on your profile, it says featured and it has um, articles, posts, links, videos, etc. So this used to be a really small section and you could only upload articles. Um, Now the featured section is a lot more prominent and you can upload everything from like highlighting your posts to articles, to links, to any sort of media. So this is a really, really um, hot opportunity right now. And then another one is inviting people to like your company page. So if you manage a company page on LinkedIn, there is now a tool where you can invite connections to follow. So if you want, you know, if you have a, a target audience or a certain prospect or company you have to go, uh, you want to go over or you want to try to target, Go and connect with a hundred people from that company 
and then go to your co- and then they're going to connect back go to your company page and invite all of those people to like your company page so they're seeing your name they're seeing your company name and then hopefully if you're posting they're seeing content coming from you as well oh that's that's a gold mine and something that i don't think a lot of people have tuned into yet i know that shay Robottom has done that and she's already got a ton of followers on her page so that that's another huge opportunity i'd love to get a little bit more technical into your specific process as well because i know that's going to be really valuable for people here mm-hmm. S- simple things like you know posting time for example a lot of people worry about this big creators will say that it doesn't matter smaller creators will will tell you otherwise because they can't just push submit and then everybody in the world sees it so i'm curious for you if for example i know that the majority of my audience is like in the eastern time zone for example but i don't really know anything else time-wise about them what's the best rule of thumb for me to use that for like when i should post that's a good question and i get that a lot so there is no rule of thumb because everyone's audience is different right so my audience is people that work in social media and sales they're on linkedin all day and typically my audience is in central time zone or Eastern. So I kind of know when to post. If your audience is people like in HR, they're probably on LinkedIn all day too. But if your audience is something like maybe people that work in technology or SaaS, they're probably on LinkedIn maybe in the morning when they get get to work and then maybe, you know, again in the afternoon when things slow down. But the easiest way to do this, since LinkedIn doesn't actually give you analytics on this, is just ask people in your audience, when do you go on LinkedIn? Like it's as simple as that and try to figure out when they're online because the first hour you post something, we call this the golden hour, um, that basically determines if your post is going to be shown in more feeds or if it's not. It's essentially a test. So your audience needs to be online in the first hour that you post. Now, if it gets traction in the first hour, your post can have a lifetime of hours or days or even weeks. So at that point, it really doesn't matter. But that first hour is key. What, how can we optimize for that then? Like, aside from even time, is there anything we can do to make sure that we take advantage of that, that first hour once we post? Yes, there's a lot of things. All right, so um, ask a question that will spark their engagement. You know, this can be something as simple as like writing out your post and writing at the very bottom, like thoughts, question mark, or like agree, disagree, question mark, or when have you used this? If you can promote that engagement right from the start, that's going to spark more conversation. And then interact with other people that comment on that post within the first hour. So, I mean, you should be doing this regardless, but it's especially important in the first hour. Um, something we do is we just have a Slack channel with where we put our LinkedIn posts. We all go and engage with it, you know, in the first hour. But mm-hmm. if somebody comments like, this is great, this is really helpful, don't just leave it there like it, comment back and say thank you or start a conversation, ask a question, start that dialogue and it's going to uh boost up those numbers for engagement a lot quicker. So always and, respond to anyone who engages. We call this posting and ghosting, so don't post and ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the easy thing to do, just uh push something out there and then hope that your audience takes it to the moon, but <laughs> that rarely ever works. You kind of got to do most of the work yourself, right? Exactly. And then don't don't edit your post. This seems a little weird, but we have found that editing can kind of kill the the reach of your post. Interesting. Why do you think that is? 
it's like that on a few different platforms. I, I'm not really sure why. I think it may be because um, of miscommunication or like misinformation, quote unquote, fake news concerns, where mm-hmm. you can put something out, it could be um, like approved, it, it's not marked as spam, and then you can edit it and make it to where it's spam and it's hurtful to the audience. So it does ding your post. And that's my, um, my thoughts on it. My my conspiracy theory. <laughs> yes, let's hear that. <laughs> yeah, that's like if I don't think so yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you post uh LinkedIn will put your content into three buckets. It's spam, low quality or high quality, and that determines how many people sees it. If it if you edit it, it's more likely to go back into spam, um, depending on how much you edit it. It's it's a really weird little hack that um not sure why it does it, but it definitely penalizes you for editing a post. Interesting. Yeah, I've never even heard that one before. That's that's interesting. And then in terms of like that if if I find out what my who my audience is, when they're online, if I'm creating good engaging content, from there on, how do I actually use LinkedIn to get business results instead of just doing it for you know, for kicks? Yeah. Great question. So there's really three parts to this. One is profile optimization. So you need to rewrite your profile so it's not attracting recruiters, it's attracting buyers. It doesn't need to be all about me, me, me. It should be all about you and all about how I can help you as a buyer. So a good place to do that is just in your headline. So typically the formula we use is like helping target audience maximize or optimize or enhance XYZ through unique value proposition. So an example is, let's say um, Jill Smith's, her job title is enterprise sales at workday. You know, we would reformat that to helping HR executives maximize retention through smart technology. That's a lot more compelling as far as, you know, uh, how you can help me. Other parts of, of your profile, you know, optimize your about me section, add a header, nice profile picture, all of that stuff. The reason we do that is because we don't send a message when we do connection requests because the value proposition is already in your headline and you're saving that much time. So focus on your profile, focus on your engagement strategies. So you engaging actually is an indicator to LinkedIn of how active your profile is. So take five minutes to engage with people every day, engage with your own discussion and your comments too. And then really, really important you can connect up to 150 people a day. Like if you're not taking advantage of that, like you're crazy. Identify who your audience is and connect with them. Because if you're creating content with no audience or your audience is wrong, it's a waste of content. Um, This is so easy to do. Again, I don't recommend doing a personalized connection like letter or request. So just just connect with them, feed them content. So your content should be value driven, something that can help them and something that can, uh, they can find value from. So profile, engage, connect and content. It's a pretty simple strategy, but I, I've seen this work for me as well. And it's crazy to think that LinkedIn is pretty much the only platform out there where follow for follow is actually okay. Like if I saw on Twitter that somebody followed 20,000 people and I had 20,000 followers, I would probably just think that, that it was sketchy. Yeah. But on LinkedIn, some you like you try to connect with somebody, they connect back. That's it. Nobody cares. Like it's you you would be crazy not to take advantage of the fact that you can pretty much reach out to whoever you want 
and they'll probably connect back with you and that's totally fine and they're part of your audience now yeah it's wild i mean it's it's a huge opportunity and i don't think that is going to be i i I foresee some changes coming so just like tiktok you know on linkedin you need to be taking advantage of this now and building your audience now because the changes will come. There will be changes we don't like. We've seen it on every other social platform. So so start now. And that's that's the perfect call to action to end on, I think. Just just get going. Just start regardless of, you know, implement some of the things that we've talked about here, but if you take nothing else from this, just start. Just start. Well, I have one final question. I ask this of everybody, <clears throat> excuse me, but I'm, I'm really curious with a given audience that we have, side hustlers, my, micro-influencers, et cetera, if you had a bunch of these people in a room and you were just giving them a piece of advice, just one piece of advice based on your life experience, what would it be? Life advice, not social advice? <laughs> uh, yeah, life advice. Ooh, that's a good question, Blake. Let me think about it. You know, my motto has always been dream big, work hard, and be nice to people. <laughs> and it's the it's the people that the people that do great things are the people that were criticized for it or people thought that they were crazy, but the only one the only people that are going to do great things are the people that are crazy enough to think that they can do great things. So be that person. Everybody, you know, everybody there has to be somebody that is a millionaire or a billionaire there has to be somebody that starts their own business there has to be somebody that writes a book like it might as well be you if it has to be somebody so dream big work hard be nice to people that's my advice i love it thank you very much courtney for coming on um really quickly want to give you a chance just to talk about what you're working on right now and where people can go to follow you yes so you can follow me on linkedin it my username on linkedin is Courtney Lynn Johnson, or if you just type in Courtney Johnson, you'll see me. There's a lot of Courtney Johnsons, but my profile picture, I have blonde hair and I'm in a a blue shirt. So you you should find (laughs) me and I'm connected to Blake as well. Like I said, I also have a side hustle yoga mat called My Soul Mat. You can find us on Instagram or our website. All of our handles and and website is just My Soul Mat, spelled S-O-L, Mat, like the sun. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn if you need help with any personal branding stuff, any social media stuff, marketing or sales in general, I got you. Thanks very much, Courtney. I appreciate your generosity and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Blake. Thank you once again for listening. If you would like my personal growth marketing tips delivered to your inbox Tuesdaily, get it every Tuesday, visit bit.ly slash microgrowth. So bit.ly slash microgrowth. Also, just feel free to DM me anywhere on social, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. I'm on it all. I'd love to help you out. Till next time, influencers. Thank you very much.